Check this out. Weekend Warrior is on the air. From the epicenter of sports in the Southland. ESPN LA 7710. With Dr. Robert Clapper, board-certified orthopedic surgeon at Cedars-Sinai Health Associates. What's going on, LA? This is Kobe Bryant. <laughs> We're stuck here. Start your weekend off right. Listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Don't listen to them. Don't even listen to Betty Crocker when she tells you how many minutes the brownies should cook in the oven. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN 710 home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. Steve Paulette, you still make us all laugh at the sound bites of my own voice. Oh, my God. Well, I'm so excited right now to talk to my favorite artist, the great Kevin Short. Kevin, thanks so much for getting up early to be with us. Glad to be here with you, Doctor. I want to read to you, before we get started... The words of Drew Campion talking about John Severson, another surfer who picked up a paintbrush and painted. And I'll be honest with you, his stuff is great, but he ain't no Kevin Short. But I want to read this paragraph to you and see what you think. John found himself in a wonderful dream, being able to merge his creative spirit with his predilection for surfing and his love of waves was a gift not lost on the young man. He was painting, surfing, and it was a revelation. What does that mean to you to hear that? Combining the ability to be on the water and at the same time to be able to convey that feeling to us with paint and canvas. John is right. That is uh, such a gift to be able to look, absorb, and be on the water and then spend the rest of the time expressing that. Mm. Uh, does it start for you, Kevin? Take Well, first of all, let us I need the Weekend Warriors to know who you are. Take us through the beginning. Where did you grow up? How did this all happen to you that right now, till December 31st, the Weekend Warrior fans can see 30 of your paintings hanging at the Santa Barbara Maritime Museum? How did this all start for you? Well, it started growing up in Santa Barbara and Goleta, playing on the beach and sailing and being a family that loved the water, loved the arts, loved science. And growing up there, running around, having a great time as a kid, just loving it. And then uh, my father got a job out at Kirkland Air Force Base working for the Air Force, Hmm. which meant we moved to the desert. And that was quite a shock to all of us little beach kids. (laughs) And the way I dealt with it was I started to paint and look back at the ocean because I I truly was connected. And it was like missing a limb and that you I just couldn't uh, scratch that itch and Mm. uh, studied painting in New Mexico. And then when I could, I came back out to California and decided I'm never letting go of this ocean again. Oh, my God. Isn't it interesting? You, we all fight when, when life gives us lemons. But the reality sure. is, is we all need to learn how to make lemonade from the lemons. We're all going to get thrown off the horse of life. But life is richer spiritually, emotionally, forget about financially, when we figure out how to get back on the horse. So here's this tragedy in your life that now you've been taken from the beach to go to the desert, but it puts you into the frame of mind to express what you miss so much on canvas and this gift you've been given of being able to be a painter to express that 
That's the only way that comes about. Oh, my God. That's amazing, Kevin. Wow. It, it was a hard road, but now you look back and go, I don't think I'd have it any other way. Well, I want to ask, this is what I just asked Tony Danza, who amazingly called in earlier in the show. I want to play a soundbite. In the world of creativity, which is what you do for a living as a painter, you have to be inspired by people who came before you, right? You have to be taught and then see something and kind of put it together and put your own spin on it. So there needs to be a stem cell at some point. And for Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player who ever lived, his stem cell, the guy who came before him who inspired him, was Dr. J, Julius Irving. So I want to play this soundbite, and I really want to hear what you hear when you hear this. So I was Julius Irving, and you know, he brought so much creativity to the game. Here comes Julius Irving. You know what's next? You know, the under the hand against the Lakers where you're behind the basket. We all try to do it once he did it. What a play by Irving. That's a play that only Julius could make. I guess I would have never had those visions if, if I hadn't seen Dr. J in his time. Where did those visions come for come from in you? What teacher did you have that kind of gave you some tricks about showing light different times of day on the water? Well, I was first inspired by Rick Griffin growing up and being a little surf rat and an ocean person, seeing him uh, create different things all the time, just nonstop inspiration, creativity. And then as I studied painting, uh, of course, I loved Van Gogh and Monet and Da Vinci. But at one point, I saw a photograph by a guy named Cartier Brisson. And it was just a moment, a little moment in time. Hmm. It was a guy jumping off a fallen ladder in, a, in some water, in a big, giant, glassy-looking p- puddle. Hmm. And it's right before his foot hits the water. And that little moment in time was so amazing to me and inspired me hmm. to allow myself. It is like Dr. J. He, he had a vision because he could see something he hadn't seen before. And that just unleashes a lot of creativity. And I decided I wanted to catch those little moments that struck me. What a challenge it must be for you, Kevin, because you happen to love showing waves, which are moving water. You happen to show light, which is forever changing because the sun is moving as well. And you've challenging yourself to try to show movement, something that's three-dimensional in two-dimensional medium of painting. So how do you meet that challenge? Well, that is a good question. I first try to recognize what I'm going to, strangely enough, limit myself to painting because I've. once you learn how to be inspired and once you learn how to create, it's like a knocked over fire hydrant where <laughs> you just have all this creative energy. And so I have to pick what moment and I'm going to capture and what moment can I actually get onto canvas in a reasonable amount of time. And so as I am focusing on that, I allow myself to express myself with all my emotions and allow that to guide myself in in brushstrokes, in movement, and try not to contain it too much. Wow. You know, you talk about fire hydrant. It reminds me of that comedian, Stephen Wright, who used to say, I went to visit a fire hydrant factory, but I couldn't find any place to park. (laughs) 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 I just went to the. He also said, "I just went to that museum, 
where all the arms and legs uh, from all the sculptures that were missing them were at. <laughs> it's just so funny. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good visual of running over the fire hydrant and the gushing water. Wow. What about flatness of painting versus using the gobs of paint to give a sculptural nature, a three-dimensional look. Do you actually, this is a stupid question, but when you when you put on a glob of paint, which people will see when they go to visit your paintings at the Santa Barbara Maritime Museum, does light actually in the room have a tiny little shadow when you have a glob of paint versus a flatness to the paint on the canvas? Yes, it does. And over time, I recognized, I, I hadn't known this was coming, but I noticed that as the light goes around each glob of paint, there's little miniature color shifts. Wow. So <laughs> you can actually see that the painting slightly changes color over the course of the day. Wow. Now, how, it was a complete accident. That's amazing. In your opinion, you're, you're, I, I believe this, and I've talked about this earlier in the show, because you actually are a surfer, you're not just a really good observer and painter with your hands as a skill set reproducing what you're seeing. Because of the soulfulness of surfing, that, and you actually do know what it's like to ride on the water, you can bring that to your painting. So what does, how does surfing have anything to do with the art that you do? Well, it, it has a lot to do with it. it. One is I think art is better when it's something of an opening of one's heart or vision from their own life to uh, essentially put it on display or show themselves or reveal themselves. And spending time surfing and uh, enjoying the surf, all those moods, all that joy, all the interest that happens out there, that becomes part of life, my life. Hmm. And it turns out I'm not the only one who has that. And so when I express myself artistically and have spent the day in the waves riding, all that inspiration, all that joy, I see a pattern that it finds its way into each painting I do. Hmm. How long, well, before I let you go, Kevin, I'm talking to the great Kevin Short, who has an exhibit right now of 30 of his paintings, and I got to visit them this past Monday. What a great day you will have if you do this at the Santa Barbara Maritime Museum. They're going to be up till, till when, Kevin? Uh, it's all the way up to January 1st. Wow. Okay. And are the paintings for sale? Uh, there's a few of them that are available for sale. Uh, for okay. purchase, and all you have to do is ask the museum about that. Okay, all right, then we, I'm definitely going to be doing that. Kevin, I can't <laughs> tell you what a joy it is to to be able to talk to someone who is as creative as you, because you can teach us all, whatever we do with our lives, to have a little bit of Kevin Short in our lives, to be artistic and creative and try to capture movement in something that's still the more we look at your paintings, the more we enrich our own lives. And it's a real honor and a privilege to know you and to have visited with you and to see your paintings. Thanks so much for making the time to be with us this morning. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Dr. Popper. Very good to be here. Okay. That's the great Kevin Short, an inspiring presence when you see his work. Coming up next, the lines are lit up. I'll take your calls. We'll do some clap revision. And I definitely want to talk about some injuries in the NFL. Particularly, what is a patella tendon injury that happened to this, I can't say San Diego Chargers, the L.A. Chargers cornerback, J.C. Jackson. 
The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN.